call to order the regular meeting of the Peace River Town Council for Monday, June the 8th, 2021. So uh, that will take us uh, right from the top of the order page to uh, adoption of the agenda. Are there any additions to the agenda, Mr. Parker? There are. There are two additions, Your Worship, and one deletion. The addition is under section 10.1. Letter from Pinoca, re-recovery funding for rural municipalities. The second edition is under uh, 14.3, FOIP, Division 2, Exception to Disclosure, Section 17, Disclosure Harmful to Personal Privacy. Number uh, two under deletions, it's uh, one item, Section 8.2, a request for decision on MD135 uh, uh, development permit application referral. Okay. Good. Uh, um, who's going to make the motion to adopt the agenda as uh, amended? Mr. Ford, anybody opposed to, uh, to adopting the agenda? None. Uh, seeing that uh, under the MGA, we all have to vote. Uh, by default, that motion is carried uh, seven to nothing. Uh, the adoption of the minutes. Uh, the minutes are uh, um, should be in front of you, or you should have reviewed them anyhow. Are there any changes that need to be made? Who wants to make an, uh, a motion to uh, Ms. Downing uh, has made a motion to uh, to uh, adopt the minutes of the June 14, 2020 regular council meeting. Uh, anyone opposed to that motion? I'm assuming that you're just adjusting the camera, Ms. Downey. <laughs> okay, so uh, seeing that there's uh, no one against that motion, uh, by default, the motion is carried seven to nothing. Public hearings, uh, are there any public hearings, Mr. Parker? There are none, Your Worship. Um, any presentations to be made? There are none, Your Worship. Oh, we might get through this quite quickly then. Unfinished business, I see there's none on the uh, order paper. That is correct. So the new business, the first item uh, I have here is a request for a decision, appointment of Terry Sawcheck to the Municipal Planning Commission Committee. Um, Thank you, Your Worship. I am speaking to that item. Okay. Uh, so we have uh, requests to reappoint Terry Sawchuk as a Municipal Planning Commission member. Uh, that board is established by bylaw and that bylaw requires that uh, council appoint members for three-year terms. Uh, Mr. Sawchuk's current term expired in January, uh, but he has let his name, or he's willing to let have his name stand for a reappointment to another term. And so we are requesting that council provide that term to Mr. Sawchuk. Uh, he has been a public member at large of the MPC since 2018. And if his term, uh, if he is reappointed this evening, then his term would run from 2021 through to June 28th of 2024. We do currently have eight members of the MPC. Three are council members and uh, five are public at large members. We have one vacancy, which we are working to fill. 
Uh, we have advertised for that vacancy and we have received applications and we're just waiting to bring forward those applications to our Municipal Planning Commission for their review so that they can provide a recommendation to Council before we bring forward uh, those applications for someone to fill the vacancy. So for this evening, uh, Council has two options. The first is to reappoint Mr. Sachak to the MPC for a three-year term pursuant to bylaw 1999, which establishes our Municipal Planning Commission. That will maintain an active and experienced member of our Municipal Planning Commission and avoids creating an additional vacancy on the MPC where we currently have one. The other option is to decline to reappoint Mr. Sachak to the MPC. And it is our recommendation that Council reappoint Mr. Sachak. And take any questions. Any questions of Ms. Mooney? Uh, Mr. Needham? I, I don't have a question, Your Worship, and not to jump ahead. I was prepared to uh, okay. go to the motion discussion, but I can I can uh, stand down. Uh, no, I, I just, no, go ahead, make a motion. Well, I, I, I would suggest that the, uh, Terry Sachik, uh, we would, uh, we should take advantage of his expertise. I think he was actually on the MPC even before 2018 her, uh, when I got into politics. So. He's a long-standing uh, member of that committee, and he certainly knows the business. So I would uh, put a motion on the floor that we um, uh, ask Mr. Sajic, or he's already acknowledged that uh, that he uh, accept a three-year term uh, on the MPC. Okay. Anyone against that motion? Seeing that there's none, we'll consider the motion uh, passed at, uh, carried at seven to, as a unanim unanimously passed. Your Worship, I just want to clarify that we are, that motion was to reappoint Mr. Sachak, not to request. He has stated that he was willing to, to be on the MPC again. So we need to make sure that we're reappointing him. Okay. All right. Um, Certainly, I just, <laughs> if, if Secretary our Executive assistant is capturing the motion. I think it's uh, my verbiage is perhaps not accurate, but as uh, as written, uh, it would be to reappoint uh, Mr. Sacha. Uh, I will so record it. Make that correct, and uh, that would be great. And, okay. and for, I would feel a little more comfortable if there was actually affirmative and a negative vote. Uh, then it technically is a vote by just doing a asking, "Is anyone opposed?" and then no one. It could be a possibility of technicality that council didn't vote. So I, I prefer that there's a positive and a negative vote. Mr. Good. Um, well, I'm looking up in the Municipal Government Act and it says that you must vote, a councillor has one vote each time a vote is held. If we just abstain, we haven't voted. But you haven't. If there, you're making an assumption that we have, but we haven't affirmed a negative. You're asking if we haven't. I'm I'm uh, more comfortable with a positive vote, and then it either passes or fails. Okay. Much more comfortable. Uh, but you can't uh, abstain. I understand that you can't abstain, but I'm just wondering why we're going to a different system when when if we abstain, I haven't actually voted. You're assuming the vote. You're assuming if there's no extension, it must be a positive, but a vote is an affirmative action. It is an, it is an action and a abstention is, a, is no action. Well, I guess it is in default, but I think it's much better to have a positive action. There was, do you support this or do you not? I'm just saying for my own comfort level. Okay. 
all those who want to uh, who uh, uh, support Mr. Uh, Needham's motion to reappoint Terry Sawchuk, uh, uh, please vote. Um, <clears throat> There is uh, Mr. Camhorn, you have your hand up. Oh, okay. Yeah, are you? I was. I was voting. I was yeah. just voting oh. in favor. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> it's unclear. Yeah, I. I think we caught that actually. <laughs> okay, so there were there were no. Uh, so there was seven to nothing unanimous uh, vote. Uh, the request for decision on MD-135 development permit application referral has been uh, deleted. That takes us to the briefing note on the Upper West Peace North Area Structure Plan Consultation Report. I'm imagining that Ms. Modi is handling this one. Yes, thank you, Your Worship. I am presenting on the Upper West Peace Area Structure Plan North uh, Consultation Report. So we have that consultation report attached to the briefing note. We are working to, to move this plan forward to council for first reading. And part of the process of the plan preparation is to do consultation, which is consistent with the Municipal Government Act. So we have done that. We have informed the community, specifically targeting the neighborhood in question, um, as well as referring to provincial departments and, um, and school divisions as is required under the act. So the consultation report summarizes all of those processes as well as the results of the public survey that we had. So if council will permit me, I'll just briefly highlight uh, some of the referral and consultation process and the results. Um, one of the things that we have done to begin the consultation process was to develop a project webpage, which we launched at the beginning of March. Uh, the public open house was held. This was both for the area structure plan and the related uh, utility realignment project. We had an open house on March 18th that was attended by, I believe it was 20 people. Uh, at that open house, we also launched our survey that was specifically related to the area structure plan. And that was open from March 18th to April 1st. And then we had referrals to provincial agencies and local school boards. Uh, so the provincial agencies included Alberta Transportation, Alberta Environment and Parks and Alberta Culture. And then we referred also to the Peace River School Division and the Holy Family Regional Catholic Division. Uh, the open house was advertised uh, by sending a note to all residents in our March utility bills. So that went across the entire municipality. And we also posted about the, the event and had an event page uh, on Facebook. And those posts went out on March 2nd and March 17th. And then we also had a buoyant alert that went out specifically targeting the residents in the Upper West Peace and Lower West Peace uh, area. So anybody who was registered with our buoyant alert system got that alert. Uh, the open house was attended by 20 members of the public in addition to town staff, contractors and municipal council members. And that open house video, which it was an open house was done over Zoom. Uh, so that open house video was posted on the overall Shaftesbury Trail utility realignment project page after the open house. So that's been available to anybody who wanted to take a look since that time, it's still up today. Uh, and then we, as I said, we opened the survey at the open house and it was open for comment until April 1st. 
The survey was included six substantive questions about the area structure plan and also provided uh, some opportunity for comments. So we had for the survey itself, we had 17 complete responses and I don't, we didn't require that people say who they were as part of the survey, uh, but we did have an opportunity for people to opt into providing some or to provide a follow-up email address. So I do know that there is not a one-to-one -one overlap between the 20 people who attended the open house and the 20 people who, or sorry, the 17 people who completed the survey. There's definitely some difference in terms of who was providing a comment to us. But overall, the survey of those 17 people who provided complete responses, uh, there was a mixed response to some, uh, some of the elements of the plan. Um, so you can see on page four of the consultation report, the just the quantitative results so the first question whether or not people felt informed the majority did 13 of the respondents said yes six said no so we do have a bit of work and i think we're trying to continue to do that work to inform the community about what um, the content of the plan is uh, generally the majority were in favor of the future land use concept so that's the concept that calls for a mix of residential and commercial uh, it provides an extension to uh, the road that goes along um, in the Upper West Peace area, uh, but not 100% uh, support there. And then we did have some further questions around transportation. So whether they understood the proposed road network changes that would, which includes road closures and um, to both accesses and to the roads themselves, and also the development of 102nd Avenue, which would be a new access into the area. Uh, and then whether or not they're in favor of both the pedestrian and the road networks. Um, the plan also directs that in the future, we bring forward to council a question of whether or not we want to add cannabis retail to our neighborhood commercial district. Um, not everybody understood that that was, was something that the plan directs. I, I'm honestly not sure how to interpret that question or that response, but um, what it did allow us to do is ask whether or not people support that change or not. So there's definitely a mix between those who do not support it um, and those who support or, or am, are ambivalent to that type of change to the land use bylaw. And that's a question that could come forward to council in the future, uh, but is not part of the area structure plan adoption process itself. And then finally, we asked just which areas of town people lived in. So the majority of the respondents lived in Upper West Peace. We had a few from Lower West Peace, a few from Rosedale and Shaftesbury Estates one in the Pines and then others from around the town and a few from outside of Peace River. In terms of the actual themes in the feedback, um, so when people said no to one of the quantitative questions, there was a yes or no answer. If they said no, then we asked them to expand on uh, what, their, what their lack of clarity was or, or what their feedback was. Um, and really I would say that the majority of the feedback was focused more on just getting feedback on or an understanding of the plan process itself or how this was gonna impact the neighborhood. So there wasn't very many, there was a few, but there wasn't very many um, bits of feedback that were very specifically targeted to the actual content of the plan, but just to how it would relate to the area. Um, so we have provided here the kind of the general theme of the question and what our response is. And once uh, this has been presented to council, we'll be working to update our project page and sharing that so that people can see these responses. And I'll just perhaps flip down to the questions that are really related to the area structure plan themselves, because we did have themes just around what wasn't clear regarding the area structure plan, 
regarding the overall utility realignment, and we are still working on providing further clarity. We'll be working on scheduling an open house once we have awarded the project so that we can have the contractor involved as well. Uh, so that's coming in the near future, but we don't have a date set as of yet. Uh, there were questions around just the con construction impacts and how it relates to the surrounding area, including the Shaftesbury Trail. I think there's a bit of anxiety in the neighborhood around the future of the trail and wanting to make sure that that main is maintained as the major traffic road. Um, but I think that Alberta Transportation and their overlay this summer might go to alleviate some of that because they're clearly putting a major investment on maintaining that road network. Um, in terms of the feedback regarding the aspects of the plan um, that didn't have 100% support, which is on page eight of the consultation report, um, there was a few respondents who just had a general, I don't like it. Um, there wasn't a very specific issue that those respondents identified. So there's not much uh, in terms of how we can address their feedback. Um, the one thing I would say to that is that the area structure plan and, and area structure plan has been in place um, with similar type of development for this area since 2004. So it's been targeted by the town for quite some time now as an area where there should be and could be future intensification and development. Uh, so we're not changing that. And I, I think that you know, it would be quite difficult on the landowner if we were to significantly alter that pattern or that proposal. Um, other substantive feedback was that commercial development in the Upper West Peace area should be left to downtown. So we shouldn't include commercial in this area. Um, I, I can understand that point. Um, what the plan does provide for is horizontal mixed use, which means that we're providing a certain area. There are three parcels where they could really go one way or the other and they would be consistent with the area structure plan. So they could be commercial or they could be residential. Um, and it really depends on the market and it provides that flexibility so that if we, as the market shifts or changes and hopefully grows to, to take in that land, we don't have to go through the process of amending the area structure plan to accommodate it. Uh, those lots are generally speaking, the ones up in, in the Upper West Peace area, they are larger in size than what is downtown. So they also provide different types of opportunities um, compared to the commercial, the empty lots that are in the downtown area. So there's not necessarily an overlap, um, or at least not a 100% overlap. There's obviously commercial competition is, is a reality of our, our system. Um, but they do have some positive aspects for developing in a commercial way. Specifically, two of the three lots have triple road frontage. So they've got very high um, visibility from the road network, which is definitely positive if you're a commercial developer. Um, and it also means that we'd be providing more commercial services to the upper and lower West Peace and Shaftesbury Estates neighborhoods and the Pines. So it, that has not, ultimately the plan draft has not changed based on that direction, but we've tried to expand a little bit on the rationale for why we would do that. Um, and then the last piece of really substantive feedback about what was in the plan was uh, a lack of support for moving the trail to a less scenic location. So the plan calls for a trail that would be aligned along the future road that we would be developed in the area. Um, and the positives for doing that is that it provides easy access to the development lands on either side of the trail. So better pedestrian access to both sides which is a good thing. It provides us a larger area so we can provide a higher quality trail segment. Right now the Shaftesbury Trail 
trail, the pedestrian trail that's next to the trails is a little bit narrow, um, especially if you're having multimodal use for bikes and pedestrians. And it provides a trail that's further away from the Shaftesbury Trail, which is a high traffic road and that moving, separating pedestrians from the higher speed traffic provides a, a higher quality, safer experience. And it also just is the reality that we, that part of the trail uh, does have slope instability. That's why we're moving our infrastructure away from it. And it's good to have a plan for where a future trail would go if in the future that pedestrian segment can't be maintained. But this plan does not propose to actually remove that segment. So it is not speaking directly to whether or not that segment of the trail will remain in the future. And uh, barring any future changes to uh, the town's plans at the moment, the pedestrian trail is there and, and we'll do our best to maintain it. Uh, in terms of other feedback, we did receive feedback from Alberta Transportation, which has been integrated into the document. And we have uh, updated our traffic impact assessment and we're just waiting for uh, Alberta Transportation to provide us with with any final feedback on that, but I think we're very close to having that document pinned down. Uh, Alberta Environment and Parks acknowledged that we referred the area structure plan to them and they noted no concerns or any changes that they recommended. And then we also referred, as I said, to Alberta Culture and we did get a Historic Resources Act approval, which includes conditions that the developer will have to meet as they go through future subdivision and development processes. And that's attached to the plan as an appendix so that it's readily available to anybody who is going to develop or anybody who has to reference the plan in the future. So I have noted on page 10, the changes report. So this is just the areas of the plan document that have been updated since council last saw the document. Um, generally speaking, they are relatively minor and help to clarify um, just updates to the maps and things like that to make them a little bit better or otherwise updating to acknowledge the Historic Resources Act approval and adding the TIA when, uh, when it is finalized, the, that document will also be an appendix to the plan that'll be readily available. So those are the components of our consultation report. And I can take any questions the council has. We're not requiring or asking any decision this evening. Just wanted to make sure that you were aware of the process and the feedback that we had received. Um, and we hope to bring the plan forward to first reading in the near future, uh, once we finalize that TIA with Alberta Transportation. Yeah, the plan looks uh, very thorough and uh, very impressed with the consultation that you did. To Thank you. And you actually got lots of people out, <laughs> which isn't, which usually is the trouble, right? So, uh, no, that's that's good. Any questions of Ms. Money, Ms. Mr. Ford? Yes, I received a uh, an email from a resident uh, speaking about a. Uh, this might not be specific to the report, but um, about uh, Upper West Peace and something to do with a uh, Canada Post box. I'm just wondering, is that being addressed? Yeah, so that's, it's definitely feedback that has come back to the town through this consultation process. It's not specific to the area structure plan per se, but it is something that we can follow up on uh, with Canada Post as part of this process and, and see where that, that feedback leads. Okay, thank you. Okay. Any uh, other questions? Oh, Ms. Downing. Your Worship. Thank you. You know, I really wanted to second your comments on the quality of this report. Uh, I attended that the Zoom meeting in March. It was well done. There's lots of good questions by the citizens. 
And I know people who live in that area and they were talking about it. So uh, good job, Alicia. Um, I, I think it's exciting to see that area being developed. Uh, the last plan seemed like not much of a plan. And I think that was possibly why it didn't get enough traction um, for, for development in that area. So this at least will put in some infrastructure that will make it uh, more feasible. So good job. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, a motion to accept for information. Uh, Ms. Downing, all in favor. There seemed to be a time delay in the, <laughs> in the, in the, in the TV there. <clears throat> okay, so the next item then is uh, the star of corporate services. Mr. Greg Town will probably uh, speak to our uh, operating variance report. Uh, thank you, Your Worship. Good evening, Your Worship and Council. Uh, before you, as a briefing note, is um, our most recent variance report. These are known items up until May 31st that we're able to report on. Um, and you've seen this before, so the format is generally um, unchanged from, from what you've previously seen. Um, numbers are, are just tracking along as uh, we go throughout the year. I will say right now our, our revenues are generally tracking along where we would expect them for this time of year, so through five months. Um, in terms of expenses, we're about 900,000 less or under budget from where we would normally expect to be this time of year. Um, the word expect is a little tricky to say um, since uh, it's a bit of an abnormal year. Um, and this is typical. Normally spending picks up as we go throughout um, the summer and later months as um, departments will wait and see where they're, sorry, that probably sounds better if I move my microphone down. Um, departments will wait and see um, where they are, what they're spending, um, and then spend more later in the year as um, they have a better uh, idea of where they're going to end up. However, saying that, um, we are able to project that through five months of the year, the town's general fund is projecting a surplus of about $15,200. Um, I'll highlight some of the main items, um, the reason for this. I'm not gonna go through the items that have been previously reported. We did this two months ago, so I'm not gonna rehash that information. In terms of new items on the recreation side, there's some, um, or revenue side, there's some recreation items that are gonna be unfavorable variances to your end. Um, $4,000 for recreation um, uh, programs that are our sports fields, bookings are down. And again, league play and other uh, usage is just down in general. Um, at the multiplex, we're projecting a, a decreased revenue. Um, we had projected 35,000 on our previous report. Um, we've since been closed for two additional months. So that number is an unfavorable variance of 53,000. 600. Um, and these estimates may change depending on um, uptake of facilities as the year goes along. Um, pool revenues are an unfavorable variance of 50,000. That's up from 40,000 at the uh, last variance report. And then miscellaneous revenues actually a favorable variance of $7,300 at this time. 
um, as we received monies towards our memorial bench program. What had happened is we had booked the expenditure side or budgeted the expenditure side on that, but did not budget for revenues. So when those revenues came in, um, that helped offset those costs. Um, the other thing I'll say is I'm actually reading a report off this. I can't see the Zoom screen. So if someone has a question, um, just interrupt or you can wait to the end and we'll, uh, either way will work. In terms of expenditures, um, those are projected to be favorable variants of 38,300 a year end. Whole bunch of items that were previously reported. I'm not gonna touch on them again. Um, and then there's a whole bunch of new items that I will discuss really quick. In terms of wages and benefits uh, for public works department, this is the operations department generally. Um, there's a whole bunch of variance items there. Um, they're 20,500 under budget due to positional vacancies. Um, However, we're projecting that there'll be 35,500 over budget um, on overtime due to workload items. So what we've done is we've split staff at, um, within these departments um, and doing that has caused additional overtime um, that we're projecting now and through to year end, um, plus some additional river watch and, and other works that um, have occurred. Um, facilities maintenance wages and benefits will be um, under budget by 20,100. And again, that's staff vacancies. Um, and then all benefits for that sub-department are projected to be 7,800 over budget. Um, and that's due to increased utilization of our healthcare spending program that's available to staff. Um, we budget a certain amount based on estimates from previous years. However, um, since staff weren't able to utilize a whole bunch of these benefits in 2020, such as chiropractor visits, um, um, additional health spending and whatnot, they're um, utilizing more in 2021 as more of these services are open and available. Um, contracted services for public works projected to be an unfavorable variance of 40,000. And these are stormwater costs, um, slope monitoring along 101st, other activities that are are causing these costs. Um, public works materials and supplies, unfavorable variance of 2,700 a year end. And these are relating to uh, vehicle type costs. Um, and these are repairs to some of our heavy equipment um, plus fuel costs, which are higher than what we budgeted for. Um, six months ago, seven months ago, when we were doing the budget, um, gas prices were not $1.26 or whatever they are now, even though that's not what we pay. Um, they are higher than what we had budgeted for. Um, also within the public works department uh, on our utilities, and this is street lighting, projected to be a favorable variance of 79,000 year end. And this is the rate structure um, on street lighting. The um, utility review board or the um, uh, whoever approves the rates did make change on rates around street lighting. Um, that was a reduction of about almost 10 or 11% on street lighting costs. It's about $4 a month, but um, each street light costs us about $42 or it did before. And that's now down to about $38. So that's a pretty significant um, savings on all of our street lights with, throughout the town. Um, solid waste supplies and materials. This is uh, projected to be an unfavorable variance of 18,000 year end. And this is due to um, 
projected or announced um, rate increases by the Peace Regional Waste Management Company. Um, and that is for um, our contractor to uh, utilize the dump and, and take uh, the town's waste out there. A um, couple final items, um, FCSS wages and benefits are projecting to be a favorable variance of 16,000. And that's up from the 6,000 we had reported previously. And those are, um, again, vacancies and, and COVID impacts. Um, um, some of them within the senior services activities haven't been able to um, uh, provide as the same level of those services during the pandemic. And then finally, pool wages and benefits. Um, we had originally identified 39,000 in savings. That's now 59,000. And again, as the pool has been closed, even though revenues have gone down, so have our expenses at the facility. And those are generally our casual um, wages and, and some other minor items there. Um, in terms of our water and wastewater operations, again, through the same five months, they're projecting a small surplus at this time of $7,500. Um, nothing to report on the revenue side yet. We're gonna do a thorough analysis of the um, water rates revenues on the next variance report. So we'll project those out and, and try to anticipate where um, those are ending up. They're trending below budget right now, but we just wanted to uh, be able to take a good look and, and actually look at volumes and other information, not just dollars. In terms of expenses, um, there's a couple of variances to report. Um, first of all, water contracted services projected to be an unfavorable variance of 30,000 year end. Um, and that's for additional um, hydrant repairs and water um, line break costs that um, are higher than budget to date. Um, and then on the water materials and supplies, uh, chemicals at the water treatment plant are um, 30,000 under budget because of uh, reduced costs during the um, spring breakup. And then contracted equipment, uh, 7,500 under budget as um, there wasn't a need for some of the items that uh, have been budgeted for. So again, on both of our funds, fairly small um, projected uh, surpluses, again, can change if something happens. Um, but as of right now, in terms of items that we're able to uh, pretty comfortably project, um, we're showing some, some small surpluses there. Um, also within the report, and I just pause for a second, not hearing anyone pipe up, so I'll keep going. Um, are the capital um, report information to to show council that's on the final page of the the variance report page 11 of 11. Um, and this shows our active projects. So what we've done is um, showed all of the actor projects we consider active. There's some that have prior year budget, uh, current year budget to 2021 budget, which aligns with um, capital um, approvals within the budget and budget deliberations. And then the third column is other approvals, which is um, subsequent approvals or changes that council had done since the 2021 budget has been approved. And you'll see there there's um, the secondary clarifier repairs at the water or the sewer treatment plant and the aeration tank repairs um, there. So um, staff are available to um, answer any questions on on the status of these. Um, I know that within the, the engineering monthly reports, they sort of do a, a summary of where they are. So this would, would uh, complement that. 
Um, and again, a lot of these are just early in the year. They will pick up as, as time goes on. And we do the majority of our work during the um, summer and fall months. Okay. Any questions of Mr. Town? Um, uh, Mr. Good. Just a quick question, Greg. If you were going to, just so I, okay, I like to look at things in big numbers, and there's all these little details, plus here, minus here, plus here, minus here. Where are we? Like in the, if you're going to say, yeah, just very simple terms. Where are we overall? Overall, on we target, are trending. Off target, up, down. <laughs> uh, we're, we're trending towards a small surplus on both the water and the general funds. Um, and I anticipate, and I'll again caution this with typical language. We don't know what's going to happen in the future. But based on my reading of where we are on some of the expenses, we're underspent in a lot of expenditure areas. Um, and unless something weird happens, I expect that surplus to get um, uh, larger on the general fund. Um, so again, you know, and again, what larger means, I, I can't say for sure whether that's 100,000, 200,000 or so. And you have to remember our total budget is $26 million. So, you know, we're within, you know, a fraction of a percent or 1% of a budget. Yeah. Um, and then on the sewer and water side, I expect to kind of maintain our, our surplus level. I don't expect that to get larger. Thank you. Ms. Manzer, you had a question. Um, thank you. The, the first capital item, town hall, hall accessibility. Um, that's expected to be totally complete this year, that project, do you know? So that one, Deputy Mayor, uh, we are looking at getting started in July. So it's our hope that uh, with the projected work, we should be able to get the majority done this year. Uh, definitely focusing on the the uh, the uh, the mobile assist lift that's going in. That's going to be the first priority. Good. Thank you for that, um, Mr. Town. I did have one question back under. Um, well, I don't know. So in expenses, it's uh, under family resource network, and then it says social welfare and health services, supplies and materials. Was that for the family resource network or is that a general something? So, it says 31,000 something. Yeah, so those are different. Um, within social welfare and health services, uh, that's where we have items such as our uh, contribution towards our uh, local uh, uh, physician retention program. That's again minor, it's $1,000. Uh, the $24,000 budget for the Rotary House is within that number. Um, and then I'd have to double check what the balance is. Um, might be some uh, child and family type activities or something like that, but the difference would make up about six or $7,000. Thank you. But, but the main items are Rotary House and the uh, physician recruitment. Mr. Needham. I could, uh, sorry about that. The, uh, the mouse is just giving me trouble. Uh, Mr. Town, just, uh, it's tax season. Um, this is the time of the year that we hear from residents every once in a while that put late penalties or, <clears throat> or whatever. Uh, but I guess my question is on KCL and the assessment stuff. Could you, a comment on is there been many appeals this year on assessments have you got any sense from from uh from our contractor or uh 
up, down, different, uh, just roughly? Yep. Um, I would say personally, I've been involved in about three or four um, assessment type questions. And again, they, they usually start here. We'll forward them off to KCL and whatnot. Um, I know he's probably dealt with a handful more. So I would, I think a reasonable estimate is maybe a dozen or 15. Um, well, that's, that's, kind of that's sort of a normal number though, is it not? It seems to me 10 or 12 a it, year. It, it seems to be. And, um, you know, as council's aware, there was a fairly significant assessment drop on both uh, residential and commercial properties. Um, they were kind of in that six or 7% range. Of course, we offset that with rate increases. Again, our focus was on tax bill changes. Um, so from an assessment perspective, I think it was difficult for, for residents to be really critical of their 6% drop or 7% drop, um, you know, in, in lieu of, um, you know, probably where they, they are from a market perspective. It's interesting because they're also a year behind. I think market values are up compared to where they would have been in November. So I think they're looking at their assessment and thinking, ooh, I could, I think the market value on my property is a bit better than this. So I don't really want to say too much would be my, my suspicion. All right. Well, thanks for that. No, I just, I wasn't focused on yep. any of the spreadsheets, but uh, generally uh, that was the tip, typical type activities in terms of um, potential appeals or the, those types of concerns. Okay. Um, so uh, motion to uh, accept for information. Mr. Needham, all in favor? No nays, carried. Okay, the next item on the agenda was request for decision uh, provision of institutional vote for 2021 municipal election. Result. I'll speak to this one also. Okay. Great. Um, this should be pretty straightforward. Uh, council had um, indicated back in, in the spring that they were interested at doing um, voting at um, Heritage Towers and Points West Living. Um, so this will provide authority to do so. Um, I could go through the, the report here. Um, basically, we've, we've been in touch with the facilities and they're comfortable, um, especially with um, masking guidelines and, and generally opening up of, the, um, of uh, facilities and, and uh, pandemic restrictions. Um, they're they're comfortable having um, our staff in there to to be able to facilitate the votes. Um, so based on that, we're just seeking um, council resolution that um, council is interested in designating Heritage Towers and Points West Living as institutional voting stations for the upcoming 2021 election. Then you have a different option, option two, I guess. Um, yeah. yeah, so someone, Mr. Good. As that's my employer, I would like to abstain. Okay. Mr. Mayor, I, I would move that uh, council designate Heritage Tower Lodge and Points West Living as institutional voting stations for the 2021 uh, local election. Okay, 
Um, all in favor? Okay. The next one is uh, the, uh, uh, <clears throat> and I think Ms. Bell is going to handle this one. This is the uh, North End boat, boat launch, which was, uh, as I understand, quite popular this past weekend. Yes, it was very busy. Uh, your worship and council, this report uh, is, excuse me, a continuation of a conversation that council had at a previous uh, GMP meeting. So this is the formal request of council, uh, if you so choose to take on legal ownership of lot A, um, which is the small portion of property that the Department of Fisheries and Oceans is offering to the town. Uh, please note the in-river lot would stay with the province and any maintenance requirements that the town would hold uh, in that location will be a part of a formal agreement that will be set up with uh, Alberta Environment and Parks following this process of transfer. Okay. So I provide some options for council to either take ownership of this lot or we can also decline um, lot ownership of lot A. Okay. Uh, to focus the session, Mr. Ford, do you want to make a motion? I do believe Mr. or Councillor Good has his hand up already. Oh, okay. Mr. Good. Um, I would move that council agree to transfer ownership of lot A, legal land description of 9524106 from Smallcraft Harbors Department of Fisheries and Oceans to the town of Peace River. Okay, well, I'm here. Wonderful, thank you. Um, uh, ratification of the municipal emergency plan. See, Mr. Parker will lead the discussion on this. Thank you very much, Your Worship and Council. Uh, before you is just an RFD concerning the um, Town of Peace River's Mercy Plan and the table of contents and a list of appendices. Uh, since March 2020, administration has been working diligently on the plan weekly. Approximately 60 team meetings have occurred with the CAO, all the directors, Tim and Mike from the Fire Department, Autumn Roof from the CAO's office, J.C. Erasmus from uh, Public Works and Infrastructure, James Martin from uh, Health and Safety. Uh, assignments uh, would be established and smaller teams would complete the tasks only to bring them back to the main group for the weekly review and input and review. Uh, behind the scenes, Alicia Modi worked with uh, J.C. on the mapping and Bobby or Robbie and uh, Lori Stavney worked uh, on the SCSS portion of the plan. Ruth Quigg has taken the, the lead to ensure that we are on track and she did quite a bit of the grunt work. Uh, overall, we spent hundreds of hours um, uh, and has gone into this plan and this will be presented to the Emergency Advisory Committee. What is the request is, does council want to have a separate meeting in the month of July just to review the plan? Or does council want to have um, the 26th council meeting turned into the uh, emergency advisory committee and then review the plan at that meeting. And then they have an option to refer it to a future meeting or they could just have the emergency advisory committee meeting on the 26th 
and then preceding that meeting would be a council meeting with a vote to ratify the actual plan. So those are the three options we're looking for uh, from council. One of them is, is fine or it, but right. refer to an August meeting, I guess. So what was the first option? Just, well, the first option was just to have a separate meeting, right? Have a separate meeting and we're recommending the 19th. Of July. Correct. And the second option was? Uh, just to um, cancel the council meeting on the 26th, have an emergency uh, advisory committee meeting okay. on the 26th instead. And then the plan would go to a future council meeting for ratification. Okay. And there was one third option. And there was the third one. The third one is you would uh, still have the council meeting on the 26th, but it would start after we've had and gone through the emergency advisory committee meeting. And they make recommendations to council. And then uh, what would happen is, is then council's meeting would start once the um, committee meeting ended. The issue is, is if the meeting went very long and um, we didn't solve all the, the concerns that council might have, um, having that option um, could be a concern. Um, yeah, perhaps we should, well, uh, my, my druthers would be to have a separate meeting. And if that goes too long, then we could just add it on top of the one on the 26th to finish it off if that was the case. Uh, otherwise we could finish it all, all, of, all off on that separate meeting, which, what, what was your recommendation on that separate meeting day? Was that the 19th? Uh, yeah, it, well, we recommended the 19th. Here we yeah. Okay. Anyone else want to weigh in? Um, Ms. Manzer? I too would prefer a separate meeting for this uh, topic. Okay, I see you nodding your head, Mr. Ford. Yeah, I'm in favor of that as well. Ms. Downing? I'm going to be perfectly honest. The idea of another meeting on July 19th is very unappealing to me. Uh, but I will follow along with how everyone else is comfortable with. Um, I know, or my feeling is, is that there's been a lot of work done on this document. And I don't know that it's going to take the amount of time that is that we think it might. So, um, but I will, I will uh, go along with the, the majority here. Thank you, Your Worship. Okay. So, um, um, so does someone want to make a motion then, Ms. Manzer? Sure. I, I move that um, staff be directed to uh, hold, um, to organize a July 19th uh, council meeting to discuss the ratification of the municipal emergency plan. It, it would be an adverse, um, emergency advisory committee meeting. Oh. Not Can I take committee. that? Okay, so uh, we're substituting emergency advisory committee for, okay. Do you have Your that? Worship? Yeah, Ms. McQuig, I mean, Ms. Downer. Uh, Your Worship, 
is it possible for us to go in the daytime on that day by any chance? Well, is this a Friday and you have to uh, run off? No, to... the 19th isn't a Friday. The 19th's a Monday, Your Worship. But we can go. I'm just throwing I, it out I'm, there. I'm, whatever. I... Yeah. What, what, why are you uh, keen on? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to be on holidays that day, but I will, uh, because oh. it, is an, it is a very important topic and I won't miss it, but that was just where I was landing. But that's fine. I will change. I will, again, that was, this was me creeping in there, but I will defer to the, to the majority. Thanks. Well, I, I, I'm out. I, I don't think Mr. Barker has set a time. He could probably offer some times. Uh, I just for you, Ms. Ms. Downing. I will. Uh, I will not go into work, <laughs> and I, I will be available during the day. I'm somewhat confident that you may have a little bit of time built up, but time off built up out there, Your Worship. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, so Mr. Parker, we, we will vote on Ms. Manzer's uh, 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 motion, and then perhaps you can suggest some some times. Um, I'm I'm okay with uh, trying to make it during the day, and I think most other people are. Uh, or would I be wrong with that? We can sort that over email. We'll pick the date. Okay. So the day uh, worship, I'm on holidays then too, so I'm available during the day. Oh, okay. So Ms. Ms. Downing may very well get her wish. Um, so all in favor. So should we, uh, Ms. McQuaid, could you read back the motion? Did you catch that? So uh, certainly, Your Worship. I have a move that staff be directed to prepare a meeting of the Emergency Advisory Committee on Monday, July 19th to review the plan. Okay. All in favor. Yeah, you're slow on that one. I thought I'd have a no there for Mr. Snowy. Okay. Um, it's pretty well it, isn't it? Uh, yep. Yeah, so uh, we're, there are no reports from what I see in the agenda, uh, but there is a, a, under information, there's a letter from Pinoka. Uh, and uh, having read it, I will summarize uh, as best as I can is uh, Pinoka is looking to uh, put together a, uh, is looking for support on a, uh, on recovery funding for rural municipalities uh, um, to aid small business uh, from the uh, from the C-19 virus. Um, I, I don't think we, uh, I don't think it hurts us to sign up, does it? <clears throat> and perhaps we would uh, recover the monies that we uh, put forward to uh, community futures. What do, what do you think this letter entails, Mr. Parker? Uh, when I read this, it's it just, um, I, I believe it's just asking for different ways to um, support the businesses. 
and that the rural places aren't getting um, these dollars and they're not being effectively uh, helping out businesses. That's how I kind of interpret it. And what they're asking is they're asking for us to, to, to maybe create a lobby group, it looks like. Yeah, so they, it sounds like they would take the lead and we, we would participate. This sounds right up your alley, Ms. Downing. Your Worship, I was going to say I don't see a downside to putting together a letter of support uh, in with regards to the Pinocchio request. It does sound like it says what's happening, um, but it, it, I got a sense of they thought that it, I was just looking to pull it up again. Um, that they were, um, that they were, uh, that it, they felt it wasn't equitably, the funds weren't equitably being distributed. Is that, is that my, that was my take on it. Um, and we've created an initiative um, that some may come upon, but at the same time, I don't think it's a lose for us to write a letter of support. Okay. And you may get a trip to Pinocchio. And something I've got on my bucket list for sure, Your Worship. Thank you. Okay, Mr. Good. Well, I think, you know, we've, we've, we did what we could as far as financially when we put together our program for small businesses in the community. And I think that this is a very, very simple request. Their preamble aside, all they're asking us is to simply request to write a letter to the premier MLA requesting more financial help for small rural businesses. Uh, you know, as, as Johanna said, there's there's not only no downside to this, there's a potential upside. And there's a Dutch saying says, if you don't ask, you've got no already. So let's ask. We might be surprised, we might be pleasantly surprised. So Mr. Parker, it sounds like the work is uh, writing a letter of support. Uh, is administration resource to do that, uh, do you think, or based on what you read in the letter? It would be a simple letter, I, I would think, uh, Your Worship. Do you, do you think that they want... Uh, it says, if you read the uh, second last paragraph, it just says, asking for your support by simply requesting that you join us in letter writing campaigns to the Premier, MLA and MP, requesting more financial help for small rural businesses. That's basically what they're asking. So okay. It's, um, okay. Simple letter. Nothing so, comprehensive. So administration is prepared to write that letter for council. Okay. I see Ms. McQuaid nodding her head. Uh, I didn't see Mr. Parker nodding her head. So I will. So perhaps a motion to uh, to write a letter of support for. I'll the, make that. I'll make that motion. Pinoca initiative. <laughs> um, just a question. Is there, is there a, is there some, like if I, I, I believe in complaining, but also complaining effectively, is there, is there some number we can attach to urban businesses that they're getting that rural businesses aren't specifically? So we can claim if we're claiming inequity to the rurals, um, do we have, a quantitative value to put on that or are we just do you, do you see what i mean yep. I, I i mean like write the letter and i'll make the motion to do it but just maybe that's something that before you know we we do it if we're going to do it we should do it smart this is all i'm 
I'm feeling. Johanna Downing, you had your hand up. Thank you, Your Worship. Councillor Stammerhorn, I think as, as Councillor Good pointed out, the letter is just saying, let's, we could use more money in our rural communities, not finger pointing and saying, Red Deer got more money than Peace River, blah, blah, blah. That has no value. What has value is just saying, as our small rural communities, we do have other unique needs that our uh, urbanites might not. My point, my opinion. Thank you, Your Worship. I, I, I don't think Mr. Scamorn is saying point fingers. I think he's saying, do we have any statistics that uh, would would support the argument that we need more money or that our community, you know, basically a, a stat that would, or statistics that would help us with our argument that we. You know, I think some of the statistics you could use possibly your worship is just the cost of living in the Northern community, a Northern okay. rural community, as opposed to a major urban center. Good, I like it, let's go with that. As long as we have something yeah. I don't want to just, you know, be wearing a straw hat and shoving a piece of grass between our teeth and saying, you know, gosh, gee, we feed the country, give us more. Like, there's. It works for, for the tri county area. <laughs> well, that's like I'll saying, only, that's like saying you don't so like an area low. structure plan, but when you're asked what it is that you don't like about it, you can't, you can't define what you don't like about it. Yeah. We just, I have some self respect. That's all, I guess. Okay, that's my motion to write the letter. Okay, all in favor. That actually took a lot longer than I thought. <laughs> Sorry, I kind of gummed up the words on that one. Uh, any notice of motion, Mr. Parker? Yes, there is one, and it's uh, from yourself. Whereas the Municipal Inspector Report of the Town of Peace River by George B. Cuff and Associates, August 2014, made a recommendation number 27 that administration undertake biannual surveys, whereas council accepted this recommendation in 2014. A notice of motion is hereby made to have administration provide council with any and such forms used in these surveys of town employees, plus a tabulation of the results from each survey conducted. Thank you. Um, comments from the public. Uh, we usually don't get any Ms. Hume, uh, should I assume the, the same today or are there comments from the public or am I, are you going to surprise me? Not received any, so no surprises. <laughs> okay. Um, key communication items. What are you going to highlight, Ms. Hume, in the rest of the week? Well, oh, Canada Day, I guess, eh? Yeah, that's... Um... It's the big one for the week. Um, coming out of this meeting, uh, we have the MPC reappointment. Um, we're currently in the midst of advertising anyways for our agencies, boards, and committees. We have a couple other positions. So that'll feature into that. Um, the institutional vote update, um, any changes to our election stuff, obviously we're, we're pushing that out. Um, and this one, it's not explicitly discussed, but um, Councillor Ford uh, has an event planned for Monday. Give him a moment to chat okay. about it. Oh, okay, Mr. Ford. Yes, Mr. Worship, thank you. Um, so this is a program that uh, we've been working on, oh, probably for about six years. 
It's been on hiatus for the last two years, and that's a Safe Summer Strategies initiative. And under that initiative, um, we run uh, two positive ticketing programs, one for the little kids where they can get a, an ice cream or a, a slush from a local business because they're, they're being, the RCMP or one of our peace officers sees them being safe. And it gives the, uh, the officers a, a chance to engage with uh, some of our young youth um, to make them feel safe when, when they're approached uh, by a member in uniform. Uh, the second positive ticketing program targets uh, young adults, adults, and seniors, where we have sponsorships from some of our local businesses with $10 gift cards. So one of the RCMP or, or uh, one of our peace officers could stop you for being safe and you could get a, a $10 gift card. The third initiative that we run under this uh, this program is the Lock It or Lose It program, um, in which we participate with uh, like our fire department, uh, the RCMP, Rural Crime Watch, and uh, we go out and we target uh, um, parking lots to make sure that uh, vehicles are locked up. They're not leaving valuables and purses on, on, on vehicle seats. Um, this coming Monday, we have a, just a quick meeting with a photo opportunity um, for our sponsors so that they can use uh, this photo to promote their businesses and show the community and the region uh, what they're what they're doing in the in the community to uh, as far as a like I guess you could call it a a good news uh, story. Um, this program also works regionally. It's not just within the town of Peace River municipal boundaries. Um, it works through the uh, Peace River RCMP um, regional detachment area. So you could get a gift card from one of our local businesses in in Berwyn or Brownville, which will help bring some uh, of those people into the businesses here in Peace River. Right. Okay. Uh, Ms. Manzer. Um, just a question, but also information. I see somewhere that um, the town is opening some facilities as cooling stations. Um, could someone expand on what that actually means? We have, I was waiting for Tanya to pipe in. Do you want to take it, Tanya? But you can go ahead, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> We've got three municipal facilities that are open during the day. They've got air conditioning and bottled water available. So folks who are trying to get through the hottest part of the day can go and get some reprieve there. It's the uh, Baytex Energy Center in the north end, the uh, museum in the south end, and the library downtown. Oh, you can get educated and cooled at the same time. Yep. Wow. Sign up for a library card while you're there. <laughs> a library card? Is it library or museum? Both. Oh, great. Thank yep. you. Yeah. Mr. Ford. Yeah, and just to reiterate on that, there was, uh, I did read a, a social media post here a couple of days ago asking if the if the town was going to do this. And then the next thing you saw, I, I saw the uh, the email from uh, Director Bell on this, so. Okay, so, um, I'm kind of surprised it wasn't an agenda item, uh, but we do have Canada Day coming up. So what is the, what, what um, how is that gonna roll out? Uh, given some of the, uh, some of the cons um, concerns uh, put forward by, uh, by our indigenous uh, elders uh, and uh, 
for a time to reflect and a time to heal. Um, um, I, I, I do get the impression that we're doing the formal activity on uh, Canada Day where we're raising, uh, our, is it gonna be the Treaty 8 flag or is it gonna be the Canadian flag and there'll be a couple of speeches and who's gonna make those speeches and, and uh, how's the rest of the day gonna roll out in the rest of the week, I guess. Uh, any any? Director Bell can take this one here. Yeah, uh, your worship, we, the um, uh, deputy mayor was at a TRC committee, committee meeting today and, and received some feedback. We've added that feedback to the week's activities. Okay. Um, specifically raising the Treaty 8 flag at the uh, roundabout okay. location, which has been done. Autumn has, Ms. Hume has posted information in regards to that flag raising. In addition, an encouragement uh, for any participants who wish to attend on July 1st for the flag raising to wear orange in honor and respect and acknowledgement of the residential school um, survivors and, and the situations that are coming forth in Kamloops and Saskatchewan and um, possibly a lot closer. And that'll be at the museum? Correct. Okay. Um, we've also encouraged individuals to wear orange throughout the week, uh, not just for that July 1st, again, in recognition. Um, and then the activities tomorrow and Tuesday and Wednesday are at the Baytex and um, they're focused on uh, hockey, floor hockey one day and basketball the other day, sorry. <laughs> it's drawing a blank at the other Canadian made sport. Um, they are focusing on youth and children's activities, which the TRC committee acknowledged was a, an important piece of events and activities in the community. Um, also post COVID, it's great to have some opportunity for people to get out and, and do something safely in a cooler environment, which has now become part of the focus too. So those are the components that we've added to the events and activities with their feedback, which was extremely oh, okay. uh, useful and important. Um, at the TRC, did, did you discuss the fireworks? Uh, not specifically. We're leaving that in the hands of um, um, Mr. Harris and some okay. decision making if Mother Nature is going to continue on the path that she's going uh, with this plus 40 weather, but I'm leaving that to Mr. Harris, uh, the fire okay. chief. So uh, the TRC is leaving the call on the fireworks to mother nature. I'm no, we are, I'm not sure the TRC committee discussed that component. No, we, we yeah. did not. Oh, oh, okay. That's a bit of a surprise. Okay. Okay. Um, I, uh, I haven't been hearing anything about a fire ban, Mr. Harris. So, uh, although it's getting hotter and hotter, but uh, I think it may be because Mr. Kenny is kind of keen on <laughs> on celebrating uh, mass free July or something. I, and wants to start it off with a bang. Uh, where, where, can you give us any intel on that? Um. 
Well, I'm just looking at from from the far side. I'm not sure Mr. Kenny's uh, uh, viewpoint is. Um, so I am looking at, we currently don't have any fire ban in the town. Uh, forestry did put in a fire restriction in the forest protection areas. Um, okay. So I am looking at that closely. A lot of other towns in the north here don't have any uh, fire restrictions at the moment. It's okay. just mainly the forest area and then the county areas. So, um, okay. it's, uh, I'm going to have another kind of look at it tomorrow, make a decision tomorrow. Obviously, if I bring in a fire burn in the town, that will uh, ban fireworks on uh, on Wednesday nights. Make okay. a decision tomorrow. Okay. Okay, great. Um, uh, anything else you want to add, Ms. Hume, that uh, you think needs to be emphasized? No, nope, those are the big ones. I'll be at uh, the kickoff for the Safe Summer Strategy on Monday for this photo. Um, otherwise, those are all the items I had pulled out of this meeting. Right. Anything others would like to mention? or? Well, I, I guess maybe congratulations to the high school grads. I see a couple of car kind of caravans went by. We did a, a short um, notice on that one when we published information about the parades and the road closures. I'm currently just waiting for the banners to go up, which I believe will be early next week. Um, once those are up, we'll do sort of a formal congrats. Well done, everybody. And, and our peace officers also, uh, they assisted in the parade by closing off some of the streets so that uh, uh, the vehicles can go by. So we're, uh, when you mentioned the banners, is this the same type of banners as last year where we yes. portray, uh, okay. Um, good, okay. Um, we will, uh, we'll take a uh, uh, five minutes for a biological break and uh, come back for the closed session items. Okay. Five minutes, thanks. Okay, so we're back in the main room, I think, everybody. Oh, there's Byron. Yeah. I'll move that we adjourn the meeting. Okay. All in favor? Favor. Okay, meeting's closed. All right, have a good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody.